Welcome to the September 1st, 2022 podcast of Wisdom Today. Hello, my name is Bill Kelly and I'll be your host today. Today we'll be going over Proverb 1, but before we begin, let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you would reveal yourself to them and let everyone listening today know how much you truly love them. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Proverb 1, beginning in verse 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. To understand a proverb and an enigma, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son, Hear the instruction of your father, and do not forsake the law of your mother, for they will be a graceful ornament on your head and chains about your neck. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, Come with us, let us lie in wait to shed blood. Let us lurk secretly for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them alive like Sheol, and whole like those who go down to the pit. We shall find all kinds of precious possessions. We shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in your lot among us. Let us all have one purse. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Keep your foot from their path. For their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed blood. Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird, but they lie in wait for their own blood. They lurk secretly for their own lives. So are the ways of everyone who is greedy for gain. It takes away the life of its owners. Wisdom calls aloud outside. She raises her voice in the open squares. She cries out in the chief concourses. At the openings of the gates in the city, she speaks her words. How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? For scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn at my rebuke, Surely I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. Because I have called and you refused, I have stretched out my hand and no one regarded. Because you disdained all my counsel and would have none of my rebuke, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your terror comes. When your terror comes like a storm, and your destruction comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, 
Then they will call on me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they will not find me, because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would have none of my counsel and despised my every rebuke. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their own way and be filled to the full with their own fancies. For the turning away of the simple will slay them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But whoever listens to me will dwell safely and will be secure without fear of evil. Today we're going to take a closer look at verses 5 and 6. And verse 5 says, A wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. And verse 6 says, To understand a proverb and an enigma, the words of the wise and their riddles. In the commentary at the bottom of my page, it says very briefly for verses 5 and 6, it says, No one finishes the study of wisdom. There is always more to learn. Verse 6 speaks of the lessons that a more mature person gains from the study of a proverb, an enigma, words of the wise, and riddles. So friends, I will come back to this briefly at the end of this podcast today, but I'm going to spend just a moment of reflection. I am now beginning my sixth month doing this podcast, and uh, I began on April 1st, and I kind of feel that the Lord was prompting me to do this. And I know when I say that, a few of you say, well, wait a minute, does God actually talk to you? And my answer to that unequivocally is yes. Now, he does not speak in an audible voice, but God will speak to you either through his word or through your spouse or through someone else that you know. I believe God can even speak to you through a TV program or a radio broadcast of some sort. But what I'd like for you to think or even imagine is this. What I'd like for you to do in the future is keep your ears open. Allow yourself the possibility that God will speak to you if you are truly seeking Him. So with that thought, I'm going to go back to the very beginning as in my first podcast, and we're going to go to the book of Genesis, the very beginning in chapter 1, and I am going to talk about God's plan and where we fit in God's plan. So when we begin, and we will begin on verse 26, and uh, I just want to let you know, what was God's original plan? And his original plan is that he formed man. And once he formed man, he wanted to have an intimate relationship with him. Keep in mind that death was never in God's original plan. So we're not going to go into that today, but we are going to begin 
in chapter 1, beginning in verse 26. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let him have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, See, I have given you every herb that yields seed which is on the face of the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed. To you it shall be for food. Also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth in which there is life. I have given every green herb for food, and it was so. Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. And I'm going to continue into chapter 2, the first seven verses. Thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it... He rested from all his work, which God had created and made. This is the history of the heavens and the earth when they were created. In the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, before any plant of the field was in the earth, and before any herb of the field had grown. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth, and there was no man to till the ground. But a mist went up from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being." So I'm going to bring up three points from this passage, but before we talk about those three points, I would just like to mention the word creationism. This is a case for creationism, and this is the case that everything that we see on earth was created by the words of God. And as far as evolution goes, if there's anyone listening to this podcast, anyone still in school, that you are listening to this in your classrooms, that is fiction. That is not 
true. Everything that we see was created by God. Now let's take a look at those three things I'd like to talk about. And the first one is, we are made in God's image. And I'm going to read a portion of the commentary at the bottom of my page. And once again, I'm going to talk about the Nelson Study Bible. Okay, I read out of that version, the New King James Version, and so I want to give credit where credit is due. These are not my words, but this is commentary written by the authors of this. And it says, Let us make man as our image. These symbols would declare that these areas were under the power and reign, so God placed humankind as living symbols of himself on earth to represent his reign. This interpretation fits well with the command that follows to reign over all that God has made according to our likeness. This phrase draws attention to the preceding figure of speech. Since God is spirit, and that is found in John chapter 4, verse 24, there can be no image or likeness of him in the normal sense of these words. Indeed, image-making was later strongly prohibited because of the clear ties that has with idolatry. We may not make images of God, for he has already done so. We are his images. It is we who are in his likeness. This is the reason God values people so much. We are made to reflect his majesty on earth. That is awesome. The second thing I'd like to do is everything we now see on earth or in the sea or in the air were formed by the words of God. And anyone wanting to read the first portion of chapter 1 of Genesis, it, the word says, and God said, and God said, and God said, and every time God said something, something was formed. And point number three, God rested on the seventh day. Friends, I'm here to tell you this is an example for us. Now, I know there are many people that feel that work is the most important thing in the world. And don't get me wrong. The Bible says if you don't work, then you shouldn't eat. God wants us to work, but he wants us also to rest once we have accomplished the work that we need to do. I don't believe God wants us to work 65, 70 hours a week and run ourselves into the ground. And I'm going to revert back to that. If you were to listen to a wonderful testimony on June 7th, we have a person I interviewed, Nate Carter, and he talks about that. And a matter of fact, at one point, he was in the ministry working about 65 hours a week, and he got so run down, he actually ended up resigning from that position 
and starting over. So anyway, another thing I feel the Lord has impressed upon me recently is to try, well not try, I don't like that word, is to get across to my audience the importance of knowing Scripture. And he's placed an emphasis on this, and I am going to be bringing up a few Scriptures every day. And if you have the opportunity, I know some of you may be driving, some of you may be busy doing something else as you're listening to this, but if you have an opportunity, make a note of these Scriptures that I mentioned to you, and try to like catalog them like in a workbook or a notebook and write them down and try to um, write these down. And, and guys, listen, I used to be a teacher, and, and believe me, if you write stuff down, it will be ingrained, okay? It's one thing to hear something, but if you write it, it will become more, um, more a part of you, and you'll remember it easier. And I know some people have told me over and over again they have a difficult time memorizing Scripture. I believe if you write the actual Scripture down, not the reference number, just the entire Scripture, I believe it will be easier for you to uh, memorize. (coughs) Gosh, this has taken a little bit longer than I thought it was going to take. I am going to go over just... I'm going to go over one more story Because the very first podcast on April 1st, um, I went over the reasoning behind my purpose for doing this podcast, and it's for people to gain wisdom. And um, the very beginning, I told you that Proverbs was written, most of the Proverbs were written by King Solomon, who was the, the son of King David. These are the two greatest kings in the history of Israel. But I'm going to read um, in 1 Kings chapter 3. I'm going to read the first few verses for you, and then I'm going to close. But beginning in verse 3 of 1 Kings, it says, Now Solomon made a treaty with Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and married Pharaoh's daughter. Then he brought her to the city of David until he had finished building his own house and the house of the Lord, and the wall all around Jerusalem. Meanwhile, the people sacrificed at the high places, because there was no house built for the name of the Lord until those days. And Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the statutes of his father David, except that he sacrificed and burned incense at the high places. Now the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, but there was the great high place. Solomon offered a thousand burnt offerings on that altar. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, Ask, what shall I give you? And this is beginning in verse 6 of 1 Kings chapter 3. And Solomon said... You have shown great mercy to your servant David, my father, because he walked before you in truth, in righteousness, and in uprightness of heart with you. You have continued this great kindness for him, and you have given him a son to sit on his throne 
as it is this day. Now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king instead of my father David, but I am a little child. I do not know how to go out or come in, and your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to be numbered or counted. Therefore, give to your servant an understanding heart to judge your people, that I may discern between good and evil, for who is able to judge this great people of yours? Friends, we're going to have to pick this up again tomorrow. Now, tomorrow is Friday. It's the last day of the week. I'm going to pick up exactly where I left off today. But let me just very quickly go back to our proverb today and listen to verses 5 and 6. A wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. To understand a proverb and an enigma, the words of the wise and their riddles. I will never end a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Friends, if there is anyone listening to this podcast today and you have never taken that step, I invite you to repeat a simple prayer after me. Father God, thank you for sending your son Jesus to earth. Jesus, thank you that you came down to earth and set a wonderful example of how we can live our lives every day. Thank you that you were willing to die on a cross for all of my sins. Because you did that, you have put me in right standing with you. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. I invite you into my heart. Friends, if there is anyone listening to that pod, this podcast, please send me a quick email at billkelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y, 0807 at protonmail.com. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, we will pick up tomorrow where we left off today. Please rejoin me as we further explore wisdom today.